Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Now this morning, I actually am excited to share a message that really has been marinating me for about a month. And when I saw it, I couldn't wait to preach it. As many of you know, I was talking about going through the fire and um, season through the fire. And we're going through this series on seasons. And God gave me some special insight on the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that I wrote this original message here for us tonight or this morning. And uh, I might have to turn this into a series. So just strap on your seatbelts. Let's jump into the Word of God. Get on your Bible bus. And we're about to get in this to it. So grab your Bibles and go with me to the book of Daniel, chapter number 3. We're going to read verses 26 through 28. And as you're turning your Bibles there, remember what I'm talking about right now. We're all going through a season of being stretched. We're all going through a season of being challenged with new changes and new things. But what makes us more powerful in the kingdom of God is not, watch this now, it's not how we go into a season, but how we come out of something is what God wants to work on our lives on. And I want to talk today because what you go through doesn't grow you. How you respond to what you go through is what grows you. And I want to talk today about how God's going to take us. I want to show you this really neat portion of the miracle story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and then I'm going to get to work here in the message here. Watch what the Bible says, Daniel chapter 3, verse number 26 through 28, and here's what the Bible says. It says, as I've been sharing, remember the story of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were thrown into the fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to the false gods, but God saved them from the fire. And I want you to notice this, this third miracle here that took place. It says, Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace, and he shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, he says, and come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, notice these, these five words. What did that happen? They came out of the fire. Someone say, I'm coming out of the fire. I'm coming out. So they said they came out of the fire. Now, I just want to pause there and say real quick, we are going to come out of this fire. We're going to come out of this pandemic. There is an end date. There is an expiration date to everything we're going through. But I don't want you just to look forward to when you come out. I want you to look forward to how you're going to come out in Jesus' name. Because watch the next verse here. The Bible says in verse 27, and the satraps and the perfects and the governors and the royal advisors crowded around them and they saw that the fire had not scorched them. Then watch this here and that there was no smell of fire on them. Did you catch that? It says not only that they come out of the fire, but they didn't even smell like the fire. Did you catch what I just said? The Bible says they didn't even smell like they went through. Here's what God told me to preach today, and I got to preach in me this morning, is that God, I feel God saying to somebody that God wants you to come out of this pandemic not even smelling like the pandemic you went through. It ain't going to touch me because I got the armor of God, the protection of God, and I'm going to come out of the fire and I ain't even going to smell like what I went through. I'm already feel like preaching. I better pace myself about to lose my voice before I get into it. Come on. God's going to take us through this. And it's not just how, it's not just what we went through, but it's how we're coming out of what we went through. Not even going to smell like fire. The title of my message today is The Fire Made Me Better. The fire made me better. It didn't make me bitter. The fire made me better. 
In fact, why don't you just type that in the comment section, right? Just write, the fire made me better. Just say it by faith. The fire made me better in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you. Father in heaven, move on us today. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit already speaking to so many hearts that God, as we opened up your holy scriptures, it is your word that breathes fresh air into us, God. This is not hype. This is the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that the word of God is inspired. It is the breath of God. And we thank you, Lord, that when we open the scriptures that you breathe life into our soul. And today, God, as we talk about not coming, not even smelling, like the season we went through, I pray, Father, that you would speak to us, challenge us, convict us, and make us better believers for the glory of God. I know we can't be perfect, but we can be better. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shouts, amen. Come on, give God a clap and just type, put some fire emojis in the comment section and write, the fire made me better. In fact, tell someone, say, the fire is going to make you better. Tell them, say, the fire is going to make you better. In Jesus' name. That's right. Well, hey, I'm going to start right here. 2020, like I said, has been a very challenging year to say the least. <laughs> you know, all of us, everybody, uh, everybody in some form, in some way has been affected by 2020. Nobody saw it coming. There's no way that we could have ever, you know, saw what's taken place. And it has definitely thrown us some curveballs. It's thrown us some unexpected, you know, things that we've gone through. And of course, you know, many people have been affected with their health condition. Uh, many people have been affected financially, no fault of their own, but the economy shut down and, and so much things have happened. And like I said, 2020 has stretched us. There's no doubt that none of us have not gone through the fire this year. And uh, as many, and in fact, I should also take a moment to pray. Fires are breaking out all across California, literally and physically. And so we're praying for all our first responders and all the families that are affected by the fires that are happening across California. And so there's a lot going on right now. But what I want you to focus on is what would God say to us when we're going through these metaphorical fires or these metaphorical trials, these things that were happening, how would God speak to us? Because here's one thing that I know is that God is not taken back and he is not surprised by what's happening. God has already made a provision, a portion of grace, a portion of protection for us who are his believers, us who are his children, his sons and his daughters. We know that we don't fear because we got God on our side. And we, we need to stand firm in our faith, stand firm, not in the word of the world, but in the word of God. Now, of course, we're going to take every precaution, just like you wear your seatbelt when you drive. You're going to take precautions to make sure that you and your family are safe. And we do that. But what we know is that our trust is in the name of Jesus. Can I, I wish I get some amens. Our trust is in the name of Jesus. And so we recognize that during this season, yes, there are some challenging times, but God is with us in these challenging times. Now, I'm going to jump right into the context here. I love the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because in these verses that I've been teaching on for some weeks now, so I want to encourage you, go back to the YouTube and check out the different messages that we've been going through this story verse by verse. But what I love about this story is that we find that God didn't do the miracle, watch this, outside the fire. He did the miracle in the fire. Say it one more time. God didn't do the miracle outside the fire. He did the miracle 
in the fire. And I know oftentimes we're waiting for God to do something when this is over, but God is saying, I'm going to do something while you're going through it. So when we're going through this, the good news is we don't have to wait for some date, but we can say, God, right now, start doing a miracle in my life. Right now, begin to work on my attitude, begin to work on my heart, begin to work on my family. God, do a miracle right now. Now, the powerful thing about the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, stay with me here. Let me lay down this foundation, then we'll get down to business on what I want to talk to you about. But the powerful thing about this scripture is that God didn't let Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego avoid the fire. He let them go through the fire. Now, that's a big question because oftentimes so many people, our prayers are often, God, don't let me go through hard times. When rather our prayers should be, God, I know I'm going to go through some hard times, and I know that I'm going to go through them, but God, when I go through them, teach me how to get better when I go through them and how to walk with you when I'm in them. Because all of us, listen, everybody, me included, I'll raise my hand, my two hand, my, my right and my left foot, and I'll say this, if I could avoid hard times, Lord, take me down the detour. But oftentimes, God lets us go through it. Why? Because God wants to show, uh, God wants to show the world that his believers are not just afraid of the fire, but they're fireproof. Any fireproof believers watching right now? Any fireproof believers right now worshiping God? Any fireproof believers right now that are with me that can shout amen? That you know that even when you're in the fire, God makes you fireproof? That's what shows the world that we're the real ones. That we, we are not afraid when we go through the things, but our worship turns up even higher during those hard times. And I think that is so powerful. So when we go through the fire, don't think, or when we're going through this difficult time, don't think that, that somehow God is punishing you. And I just want to answer this real quick. This is no punishment of God, okay? No kinds of people, this is the judgment of God. No, no, listen, what's going on right now is the, world's, is the world is broken, the world is fallen. And when we go through these difficult times, right, you know, disease, sickness, that doesn't come from God. All this is, is, is the result of sin. All this is the result of our, our frail, our, 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 just our frail bodies and, and all of this, and it hurts the heart of God. The God that we serve is actually here to walk with us through the fire. You ought to just put a thank you, Jesus, right there. Thank you, Jesus, that you walk with me during these hard times. That's why it's so important right now to walk with God. I'm going to tell you right now, if there was ever a time you need to walk with God, is right now to say, God, you're with me. So here's what I see in the story. Let me, let me get to work here. Is God does a miracle for them in the fire, but there are three miracles in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. For my note takers, write this down. They're going to put a link to my note sheet, all the points to my message, as well as the verse we're reading together. You need to write this down. There are three miracles in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here's what God showed me. Number one, the first miracle in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is that the fire didn't consume them. That's the first miracle. That they went into the fire and the fire didn't consume them. And for many of you, this is, we've seen the faithfulness of God. For many of you, you know this, and I, I can't say this about everybody, but I can sure say this about Bible-believing believers, people who are faithful to God, that are filled with the Holy Spirit, and I know this, that when you are a child of God, when you trust God, he will not let you fail. Not one of his promises will go fade away. The Bible says all of his promises are yes and amen, and that there are angels that protect you, and there are, come on somebody, there is a God who is with you. Someone write amen. Man. If God is for me, who cares who's against me? And what I know is this, is many of you, the fire didn't consume you. The second miracle for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we read it, is that they came out of the fire. 
And I know this, we're coming out of this fire. Trust me, this pandemic is going to be over real soon. I know it is. I, I can feel it. It's, it's blowing over. God's, God, there's going to be such an awakening, such a revival. This is coming to an end in Jesus' name. And I hope that you're praying for this to end, by the way. Don't be trying to extend this. We're praying for this to end. Coronavirus, be gone. And every sickness and disease, be gone in Jesus' name. Can I get a good amen? So we're coming out of this. That's the second miracle. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out. Second miracle. But there is a third miracle that I want to talk about today, and I want us to get into our spirit because this is the one that I believe seals the defeat over Satan and over the enemy in a season. The third miracle is this. The first one, the fire didn't consume them. The second one, they came out of the fire. But the third one is they didn't smell like the fire they went through. They didn't smell like the fire they went through. And to me, that miracle is such a powerful miracle. Listen to me now. It's so powerful because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't even smell like the fire that they went through. That means that when they came out, they came out healed, restored, and not like the season that they went through before. Now, why is this so important? This is so important because when you go through the fire and you don't smell like smoke, that's the type of believer that is, that is, that is the one that God wants to do. That brings the next level, uh, next level of defeat and next level of deliverance. Now, here, defeat over the enemy and next level of deliverance by God. But here's what I see is if the enemy, watch me now, if the enemy can't consume you in the fire because he has no authority to consume God's believers, no devil's gonna touch my, my life. If the enemy can't stop you because the devil don't have the authority to stop God's church, no gate in hell shall prevail. Then here's the third thing I know that the enemy wants to do to every single one of us is he wants you to smell like the fire you went through. He wants you to carry the smell of the fire that you went through. He wants you to carry the smoke now, I love how the Bible says it. Let's revisit it one more time. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 27. Look at what the scripture says here. It says that uh, towards the end, it says, The saturated government perfected rollers all crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor a hair on their head was singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Say this. Say, no smell. What the rock is going to say. No smell of fire was on them. Not even the smell of the season they went through. And I believe that God wants it to be said of us. This is a powerful third miracle that we're not gonna have the smell of the smoke or the fire of what we went through because that is where the danger comes. That is where the danger begins to hurt us and begin to affect us. Now, you ever met somebody who smelled like the season they went through? <laughs> they had the stinking, stinky attitude. Don't point, just look straight. Come on now. <laughs> you ever met anybody who let off the aroma of what they've gone through? That they don't have to say anything, but they have the aroma of everything they've been through. Because I'm gonna tell you, that's what the enemy would love to do to God's people. He, want us, he wants us to carry the pandemic, carry everything we've been through to new seasons. You ever met somebody who carries, still carries the hurt, the guilt, the shame, the, the, the things that they went through? That's what's called smoke damage. Smoke damage. God, 
for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't even want him to carry the smell because he didn't want them to create smoke damage. Now, this is the best way I can explain it to you. My wife, um, you know, back when uh, we were in high school and uh, uh, later on when we were graduating high school, she, she, her, her kitchen caught fire and her house, their house actually didn't burn down, but their kitchen actually caught fire. And so, you know, fire department had to come. They, they, they you know, put out the fire in the kitchen. But what ended up happening, watch this now, is that the kitchen caught on fire, but the smoke went through the whole house. And what ended up taking place when the fire adjuster got there, they actually had declared that the whole house needed to be literally torn down and remodeled. They said that the, all, every piece of clothes had to be thrown away. Every couch had to be thrown away. Every piece of makeup, every curtain, every chair, even though not one flame touched the bedroom, they said they had to throw away all of that furniture. You want to know why? This is why they said smoke damage. <laughs> Someone's going to get it. Smoke damage. Meaning that what had affected other areas was not the fire, but it was the smoke damage from the fire that went through. You know what I'm trying to say to you. What I'm trying to tell you is that if we don't carefully say, God, heal my life even of the smell of the smoke, I don't want to create smoke damage into my future where I throw away my future, where I smell like my fire instead of smelling like my future. I don't want to have smoke damage in my marriage, smoke damage the way I parent, smoke damage in the way I dream, smoke damage in the way I, 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 I trust God, smoke damage in my worship. I don't want smoke damage in the way I witness. I don't want smoke damage in the way I parent my children. I don't want smoke damage in the way I deal with other people because God, I don't even want the smell of smoke on my, someone just right in there and say, I don't even want the smell of smoke in Jesus name. That's right. Because we need God to heal us. Now here's my first point. I got to give you some points here. Here, write this down, write this down. Here's the first point. I want to talk to you. Come on, talk to me. Somebody here, check this out. Is this, you may go through the fire, but you don't have to smell like the smoke. <laughs> Listen, we, we, it might be inevitable to go through the fire, but you don't have to smell like smoke. You don't have to smell. It's, it's your choice. It's your choice, right? Because the Bible says that when they came out, they didn't even smell like the smoke that they went through. Now, this is so important because if I don't grab a hold of this right here, like I said, then we will carry the smell of one season into the next season. I may go through the fire, but I don't have to smell like the smoke that I went through or the, the smell like the smoke of the previous season that I went through. See, some people, they'll go through the fire of hurt, but they smell like the smoke of bitterness. Some people will survive the fire of defeat, but they smell of the smoke of doubt. Some people may survive a fire of letdowns, but they carry the smell of smoke of panic and anxiety that you can't worship God. And they're saying right now, every home, most the statistics are coming out that almost every home is, is battling some form of anxiety during this pandemic, not knowing what's to come. And we may come out of the fire, but God doesn't even want us to have the smell of smoke on our lives. Some people may survive the fire of maybe some sinful actions that you did, but you smell, you carry the smell of smoke of guilt 
When God says, I've come to remove shame, guilt, and condemnation, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There are so many times where the enemy tries to get you to hold on to the smell of smoke. When God says, I want to even remove that off of your life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to smell like the smoke of the season I went through. I want to give God an aroma of praise, an aroma of worship, an aroma of love, an aroma of obedience to the things that God has for my life. You see, the seasons are important. It's one thing how you go in, but it's a whole nother thing on how we come out. Now, this is so, so vitally important because wherever we go, listen to me now, wherever your life goes you leave a trail of smoke behind you. I'll say it again. Wherever your trail goes, you leave a trail of smoke behind you. Wherever you go, everywhere you step, every room you step into, every place, you, your life carries an aroma. I'm gonna show you some scriptures here in a moment, but your life carries an aroma. We carry an aroma of what we take into places. And I don't wanna take old seasons into new seasons. This is why some marriages don't succeed. Because they take the season of a previous, they take the smoke of a fire they went through from a previous season into a new season and they can't get the smell of that smoke off their life. This is why some people never step into their future because they smell like the fire they went through instead of trying to get the aroma of the future God wants to take them to. This is so valuable. Now, I got a little funny story here, but... Um, there was a grandpa, there was an old grumpy grandpa who, who he was so grumpy. And, and, and the, the grandkids, when the grandpa fell asleep on the chair, the grandkids actually got, got, got some, um, some cheese and they put it on, on, his, on his mustache. And they, they, he, 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 they put it on his mustache. And, and so then the grandpa was sitting in the chair. After he took his nap, he woke up and he realized, man, you know, this living room stinks. Then he went to the kitchen and he said, man, this kitchen stinks. And, and then he went to uh, uh, his, his bedroom and he says, man, this bedroom stinks. Then he walked out to the backyard. And he says, man, this backyard stinks. Then he went to the front yard. He said, man, the front yard stinks. Then he got into his car. And he says, man, the car stinks. Then he went to the grocery store and he says, man, the grocery store stinks. Then he got back home and he says, man, it still stinks. And he finally decided, you know what? The whole world stinks. He realized that it was actually his mustache that stinked. What's the point? The point is this. Maybe the world doesn't stink. Maybe your mind has stinking attitude. Come on, you know I love you. Someone say, Lord, heal my mind in Jesus' name. What's the point? The point is we got to let God heal us so that we can step into what he called us to. Now, why do we need to experience the miracle of coming out of a season not smelling like the smoke we went through? Yeah, to encourage other people is one, but the more important one is because our life is an aroma to God. I'll say it again. Our life is an aroma to God. I want to show you some scriptures here, but I want to show you how your life and my life, all our lives are an aroma that is pleasing to the Lord, that I want to make sure that my life lets off an aroma that, that when God smells, the, 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 when he takes a whiff of my life, it's like smelling the most beautiful rose because he brought me out of so much that I give an aroma of worship. Second Corinthians chapter 2 in verse 15, the Bible says, 
for we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ. Did you read that? It says, we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. The Bible says here, Paul writes and says, we're an aroma pleasing to God. And I want to make sure that my worship is an aroma that is pleasing to God. My prayers are an aroma that is pleasing to God. That my life, my conversation is an aroma that is pleasing to God. What, let me put it like this. What is your fragrance? What is your fragrance? What's the fragrance of your life? Is it fuchi? Is it bitter? What's the fragrance of your life? Is it sour? Because, like I said, yeah, no, no smell of fire to encourage other people. But more importantly, it's to bless our God that my life is a fragrance. That when God takes a whiff of Josiah, he says, that's what I'm talking about. He don't smell like the fire he went through. Talk to me, somebody. He don't smell like the season I brought him out of. Now, yeah, we go through hard times. But God, take a whiff of Freedom House. This is an aroma of worship. This is an aroma of just beauty unto God. That's what, I, that's what God wants. Second thing here, our life. Why else? Is because our sacrifice is a sweet-smelling aroma to God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 18, the scripture says, Indeed, I have all and abound all. I am full, having received from Epaphrodites the things you sent for me. Watch what it says. A sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Did you know the sacrifices you make for God are a sweet aroma to him? When you sacrifice before the Lord. Now, what am I talking about by sacrifice? Every day you can make a sacrifice that is a sweet aroma to God. For example, when you sacrifice that negative attitude, you say, I'm going to lay that attitude at the altar. It is a sweet aroma to God. When you sacrifice, say, God, today I'm not going to ruminate on those defeating thoughts. It is, a, it is an aroma to God. When you sacrifice and you're like, I was going to say what I wanted to say, but the Holy Spirit done held my mouth, that is a sweet aroma to God. When you sacrifice and you say, you know what, I'm going to put myself second. Go ahead. You can have that parking space. Come on. That is a sweet, that is a sweet sweet. When you sacrifice, you know what? I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to forgive my spouse. I'm going to forgive my child. I'm going to forgive my neighbor. I'm not going to, you know, try to get revenge on the person that sold me out. When you sacrifice, the Bible says that is an aroma. When you sacrifice and you honor God with your tithe and your offering, maybe you are sacrificial in this season and are helping other people that are going through hard times. The Bible says that is a sweet aroma to God. What am I trying to show you is that there is a fragrance to your life. The third thing here, the Bible tells us that our worship is a sweet-smelling aroma to God. Isaiah 61 and verse 3, the Bible says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the plant in the Lord, that he may be glorified. I want you to circle the word, the oil of joy, the oil of joy. When the Bible says the oil of joy, I know sometimes we tend to think Crisco oil, but the biblical oil was actually a fragrant oil. 
what's up, essential oils? It was a beautiful smelling oil. And so when the Bible says that I put the oil of joy, it was actually a beautiful smelling aroma. It says that the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise. That means that when you begin to decide and say, you know what, I am, I'm going to worship God, that you're putting on an oil of fragrant smell to God. And you can change the metaphorical smell of, of, your, of your life, the smell of your house, so to speak, this by, by your worship to God. It reminds me of the story of, of the woman with the alabaster box. Remember that story when she broke in Matthew 26 and broke the alabaster box before Jesus of perfume and she began to worship him and the aroma filled the air? That's what your worship does. That's what our worship does. Our worship changes the atmosphere. It changes it from a stinking bitter place to a place of breakthrough and power. That's why you ought to just turn on worship in your house and just leave it on all day and just be singing, I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going you ought to declare, I will see a victory. You ought to just begin to worship in your car. Worship before you go on an interview. Worship before you go into that conversation. Worship before your kids start school. Worship during the lunchtime. Why? Because it is an aroma of presence, of just worshiping God's presence into where he's at. Now, what's unfortunate is so many people associate godliness and grumpiness. <laughs> there are a lot of godly grumpy people. You know, you're like, I love Jesus. It's like, man, with a face like that, you know, I love Jesus, you know, <laughs> with an attitude. You know, you don't got to be grumpy to be godly. I, man, I always say this. I think one of the greatest, or let me put it this way, one of the worst witnesses for Jesus is a grumpy Christian. People are like, man, if that's all your God is, I don't want nothing to do with that church. <laughs> you know, I think one of the greatest witnesses for Jesus is a joyful believer. A believer that recognizes, I know we're going through hard times, but I refuse, watch me now, I refuse to smell like the season of fire. I'm going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I am not going to even let the smell of fire get on my faith, the smell of fire get on my family. I'm not even going to let the smell of smoke and fire get on my future, but I'm going to put on the garment of praise, the oil of joy. I'm going to let my light be a sweet aroma of worship to God. I'm going to let my sacrifice please the Lord, and I'm going to let my life step into the future because when someone sees me, they're not going to see me by the season I went through. They're going to see me by the place that I'm going because if God is for me, who can be against me? And my life is an aroma of worship. Come on, somebody shout amen. Tell someone, say, your life smells good. Just say, say your life, your life smells good. Come on now, it smells good. I'm almost done here. Let me, let, me, let me land the plane here. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of the joy. Don't allow the enemy to keep that smell of fire in your life. Number two, write this down, is this. Be determined. Someone say, I'm determined. Be determined to come out of the fire better and not bitter. Be determined. Be determined. Make it a point that I'm going to come out of this fire better and not bitter. You know, when I look at this, this, this story, let me break down this point here of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. For them just to come out of the fire would have been an amazing miracle in and of itself. Like if God, all he did was save them from the fire... That's a miracle. Like, let's all be honest. If we just get out of 2020, like, you know, we all going to be on, on January 31st at 11.59 p.m. I'm going to say, give God a shout of praise. If you're, if you're ready to let go of 2020, y'all going to be like, hallelujah. <laughs> 2020, get out of here, right? I know. Just to get out of it is a miracle. 
But God in his infinite wisdom said, I don't just want to bring them out of the fire. I don't even want them to smell like the fire. Why why did God put that in the scripture? Why would God put that? Because God in this season, listen to me, he's not only concerned with us coming out, he's concerned with what we carry after we come out of the season. The attitude we carry, the aroma we carry, the perspective, the dreams. Because there are some right now that you're afraid to dream. And I'm going to tell you, don't let no coronavirus steal what Christ can do in your life. 2020 did not set you back. It just, got, it just slingshotted you so you can go further. You got to have this mentality of faith. You got to have that, that no, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And so God was so concerned with them that he put in the scriptures that they didn't even smell like the fire. Again, it would have been amazing just to say they came out of the fire. Man, I would have said, praise God. But God said, I also wanted them to not even smell like it. That means, watch this now, that every time somebody saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, catch me, don't, don't lose me here. Every time someone saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, one year later, after that whole furnace thing happened, when they saw Shadrach, Meshach, they go, man, you don't even look like you went through fire. Two years later, man, you don't even look like you went through fire. Five years later, man, you don't even look like you went through a fire. Ten years later, man, you don't even look like you went. In other words, they were not even, they didn't carry on them the fire that they went through. That when people saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all they saw was God's healing power and restoration. Not only his protecting power, but his full restoring power. And my prayer is this, that when people see you and I, that they say, you know what? You went through the furnace called 2020, but when I see you in 2021, 2022, 2030, I don't see someone who went through fire. I see somebody who is healed, delivered, set free, filled with God, full of power, fulfilling their call of God on their life. Why? Because I don't even smell like the fire that I went through. Let me get some amens and some I'm with you, pastor. If you're tracking with me, say I'm tracking with you because here's how we gotta be. Let me read you some scriptures and I'm out of your way. I'm gonna pray for you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter uh, 43, here's what the Bible says. Isaiah 43, two. I love this verse. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you, uh, he says, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned and the flames will not set you ablaze. I want you to remember that verse. I want you to write it down, say the fires will not set me ablaze. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 through 35. I love this. Hebrews is the the hall of faith. I didn't say the hall of fame. I said the hall of faith. The hall of faith of all the believers. Read Hebrews 11. That'll build your faith of all the ways God protected and did miracles. In Hebrews 11, here's what Paul, uh, many believe Paul, the apostle, wrote the book of Hebrews. But here's what he says. He says, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth and David and Samuel and all the prophets. Verse 33, by faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. 
They shut the mouth of lions, quench the flames of the fire, and escape death by the edge of the sword. I love this. Please underline this right here. Their weakness was turned to strength. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. It says, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. I love this because it talks about how when we stand in our faith, it says their weakness was turned to strength. The writer in Hebrews says, I can't even recount all the miracle stories God did of how their faith now speaks a better word. And I want to tell you right now that I know we're going through the fire, but you don't got to smell like what you went through. That we can make a decision right now to say, God, I'm going to come out of this better, not bitter. God, I'm going to come out of this season and I'm not even going to carry all that I went through. Because by the blood of Jesus, come on, by the faith and the, 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 the strength that God has in my weakness, I am made strong in Him. He can turn my weakness into strength. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.